Good morning. If it's Tuesday morning, it's time for another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Occhi-Grosso. I am the founder and managing partner for Franchise Growth Solutions and the publisher of FranchiseMoneyMaker.com. And for those of you who have tuned into this podcast in the past, you know that uh, it is a podcast based around one guest, one question, one answer. Uh, we get to that in minutes, not hours. And while we realize that that just simply is not enough time to cover some of these topics, we'll always give you the contact information uh, of our guests and you can reach out to them separately and contact them and learn more about them. And today my guest is Graham Humphreys, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Culinary Edge. And Graham has spent uh, the last 20 years designing experiences to delight our senses, fulfill our unmet needs, and build our businesses. Uh, he's been working with teams of diverse backgrounds, uh, has taught him um, you know, how to be empathetic with a human-centric approach to design. And I think this is real important. We'll talk about that, how people move about in the kitchen and how they move about in a restaurant. Uh, at the Culinary Edge, uh, Graham leads his team to really invent the future of food and beverage, partnering with brands, including um, some little little known brands uh, like Dunkin' and Red Lobster, Nando's, McCain's, and First Watch. Uh, and prior to, prior to the culinary edge, Graham learned about innovation at some of the world's leading design firms, marshalling over 250 programs for organizations, including PepsiCo, General Electric, PayPal, Nivea, and Starbucks. And that's quite a quick resume. Graham, thank you for being on the show today. I truly appreciate it. Perhaps uh, you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about uh, Culinary Edge before we get into our question. Sure. It's good to be here, Gary. Thank you for having me on. I was just thinking as you were introducing the show that it's Mastermind Minutes. Um, are you the mastermind or? or no, you're the mastermind. No, no, no. You're the mastermind. I just asked the question. <laughs> well, goodness, um, I'm going to do my best. <clears throat> um, so uh, thank you for the introduction. I, 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 I work with a company called The Culinary Edge. We're a small but quite interesting company based in the Bay Area in California, although we work all over the United States and beyond. Um, you can always find us on a plane, train, automobile. Um, less trains, but the it's 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 quite a unique company. We blend a lot of different kinds of experiences, as you were talking about in the introduction about diverse teams. We've got folks who've come from Michelin star chef backgrounds. We've got folks who've come from some mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, major management programs uh, from the major restaurant companies like Hillstones and others. Uh, we've got folks who come from brand and design backgrounds and innovation backgrounds. Uh, and that all sounds very elevated, but we're a very practical bunch. And we're here to you know, create solutions for, uh, you mentioned some brands. Sometimes we'll create brands new um, concepts that can scale easily and franchise. And sometimes we'll work with existing um, concepts that you know from the main street. And we try and make them the best version of themselves for a couple of years time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it makes it makes sense. And being in the restaurant business, you know, all of the nuances of the business and the back end is, is super important in terms of driving profitability and more important than driving simply profitability, because I believe how you get to profitability is by driving guest experience. 
So guest experience is driven by things like quality of food, ticket times, happy employees who are not sort of espousing whatever is going on in their life that day uh, with, uh, with, with, with the guests. Uh, but you know what? What would attract uh, a client? Like what would it? What would attract a a, a company, a restaurant company, be it a single unit or a chain, uh, to the culinary edge? Mm-hmm. Um, having having a good problem to solve. Um, I think that um, you know some of our our clients have some really serious problems that they're trying to solve. Some of our clients aren't doing great. Some of our clients are doing fantastically well. Um, you know, if you take a look at the, you go to the culinaryedge.com, you take a look at our client list, you know, you can see for yourself. Um, but what they all have in common is that they have goals and objectives and they've got some barriers or they've got some problems that they need to solve in order to achieve them. And you said a lot of really interesting things there. Sometimes it's about staff. It can be about operations. It can be about margin. It can be about volume. It can be about transaction value. And um, uh, every every assignment is different. Every problem is different. And we're about solving problems. Well, if it's about solving problems, then obviously that would be what would entice uh, clients to come to you. And, and, you know, again, in chain restaurants, there are all sorts of problems. Sometimes, you know, a, a brand may have one. They may have many and I would I would anticipate that you can really uh, address a variety of different problems that are going on as it relates to to driving guest experience. You know, we talk a lot about, and this is sort of the topic here. We talk a lot about rebranding. As a matter of fact, we just took on a client uh, up in New England that has just undergone a rebranding. It's a uh, you know forty year old company. Um, stores were a little old and tired. Um, sort of almost had a retro iconic sense to it because they had gotten past the, oh, this is old to, oh, this is cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's sort of that bridge they go after, but- I'm still waiting for that to happen to me. Uh, I'm just <laughs> me, old. Me I'm, too. Not, I'm not cool. <laughs> me too, me too. So, you know, when, you know, how can, how can a restaurant company rebrand in a way that you know really entices franchisees to get on board to say yeah we want to do this hey this is great because sometimes in the world of franchising the company the parent company hires a company like the culinary edge to come in and look at everything and say hey we want to rebrand we really want to you know maybe coin a phrase bring this into the 21st century however you want to say it Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden franchisees are going, I don't want to do that. It's too expensive. I don't need to do that. I'm doing just fine. So how do you guys sort of get those restaurants to rebrand in a way that franchisees sort of get on board with the idea? Right. Um, And the way I understand your question is that, uh, you know, you come up with some newfangled ideas and you say, this only costs a squillion dollars per franchisee. Why wouldn't you do it? Isn't it cool? And the franchisees there is like saying, like, I'm trying to make a margin here after royalties and the rest of it. And um, it's hard enough to make a buck right now. And do you want me to spend this much money in order to try and continue to make a buck? Right. So if, if you know, I, we, we get that. I think that um, we start with the pro forma. We, we start with the business model of the restaurant. Um, so we've got all of the fancy stuff like, the graphics, we've got all the fancy stuff like the interior design, we've got the fancy stuff like here's a really cool menu, here's how it looks on a menu board, 
and you know we can um, take a look at all of the cool new equipment that we can have back of house but where we start with is what's the cogs what's the staffing model what's the labor model what's the operating expenses of this going to be and what's the capital expenditure required for it um, we create and incubated our own brands at the culinary edge and one of our brands is starboard which has 12 corporate owned units right now in california and we're about to franchise outside of california and the discipline of creating that restaurant for ourselves and figuring out how to make a buck we haven't always made a buck but we do make a buck now um the discipline of having to create that and having to figure out how to make money has taught us not just how to do more with more more investment but how to do more with less and that's the value of our services mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and and i hear you and i appreciate that so what might that process look like because it sounds like a delicate balance we've got you know you've got the culinary integrity of the food you don't want to like mess all of that up uh, mm -hmm. for the sake of a process uh and the sake of hey we can drive bottom line which ultimately if the food sucks you're not going to drive bottom line okay so how do you balance that with the idea that <clears throat> there's a certain amount of almost <clears throat> excuse me almost robotic efficiencies that need to be in place in order to make it work you don't want to lose the human element but on the other hand you want to make sure it's very efficient how how does that look and how do you approach that right um so we say that you know cooking delicious food is easy you know uh gary come over for a staff lunch at the culinary edge like any lunchtime, and uh you know it's it's a treat it's a treat it's the best lunch in the city um so making delicious food is easy at small scale in your own kitchen for a, for a small group of people like there's 20 or 30 of us um what's hard is you know, what I think is the industrial design of food and beverage at scale, mm -hmm. right? At volume in different locations at all times with somebody with 18 hours experience who's in high school who may stay with you for two months, maybe less, right? And then, you, and then you've got to, you know, train the next person. So our answer to that is thinking really hard about design and designing simplicity. Um, what's hard is to create delicious food with a limited operational platform, with very simple recipes, with less hand movements, with low touch, with a small pantry, with simple ingredients. When we think about a pantry, we think about what's the smallest pantry that we can have that creates the most dishes. When we think about an operating platform, we think about what's the smallest schedule of equipment that can you know, deliver the most results. You know, do we need to have an impinger and a wood-fired pizza oven? <clears throat> Sometimes yes, often no. And if you go to um, Bistro at Marriott Courtyard, you'll see um, a bistro there, which probably has less operating platform than a Starbucks, but meets an immense variety of need states and occasions for hotel guests, which is everybody at all times of day with all needs. Um, so that's one example a few years ago that we worked with uh, uh, Bistro uh, by Marriott Courtyard and we created a lot of more with a lot less. Yeah, well, I'll tell you preaching to the choir because I'm totally, totally on board with everything you just said. Um, 
You know, shifting back to sort of the franchise community, which is the pond that I play in, um, like what might be the time for a franchise to rebrand? You know, do you approach them? Do they approach you? How does, you know, are you like driving by an old XYZ hamburger joint and go, oh, they got 300 units and they must all look like that. I'm going to give them a call. Or are they calling you? And I guess part B of that is, is there a tipping point where you say, okay, or they say enough is enough. We now need to do this. Mm -hmm. What's, what, um, is, what is that? Do you contact them? They contact you. What's that time frame in the sense of how, I'm going to use the word bad. How bad does it have to be before somebody gets it? Um, that's a really great question. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the most crisp answer I can. Um, the first part is that, you know, right now for, for right or wrong, um, we have a lot of incoming inquiries and that's about as much as we can eat right now. So we, we, have got as much, you know, coming to us as we can eat, as we can do, um, which is a wonderful place to be in. Um, it's a blessing and we don't take that for granted. We've got lots of, lots of lovely problems to solve. The second part is how bad does it have to be? Um, you know, I think that there's a wide variety. Um, sometimes companies come to us who are very, very successful. They're saying, yeah, we've got a system. It's like a hundred units. We've got 3.2 million, you know, unit volume. We think that there's money still on the table and we wanna see if we can um, right size ourselves, uh, right size our restaurant. What's the square footage? What's the footprint? Um, how do we organize the lines? How do we approach off-premise versus on-premise? How do we maximize check? We think that there's money on the table here, 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 and here. Can you help us? Can you help us create the version of ourselves for 2026? And sometimes we've got folks who are saying, um, um, you know, we lost a million dollars this quarter. <laughs> you know, every store is in the red. Um, our, all of our stores are upside down. Um, you to squeeze out a $500 hour will literally kill our kitchen. And we're working incredibly hard to go out of business. Mm -hmm. Can you help us? Um, so I think what drives it um, is the, the folks who come and approach us um, have a clear idea that they have a problem to solve, um, want a partner with whom to solve it, and are willing to invest the time and money. And typically it's a few months. Um, to fix this problem. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, if I just focus on what you said, there's, and, and I'm sure there is a whole bunch in between, but it sounds like you've got folks who are coming to you who <clears throat> are forward thinking in the sense, as you said, I, how do our restaurant, we, we need our restaurants to be good in 2026. Okay. So that's very forward thinking. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have companies that are in trouble. And I'm sure you have companies in between. So the approach to those would be very, very different. And I would imagine that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, your team's approach, do you go in, do you speak with you know, leadership and management of those companies? How does, what's that process look like? Yeah. For either of those examples, you don't have to give it for both, but how would that look? Well, you know, for either of those examples, the process on paper is actually similar, although, you know, we, we do flex it, but the focus and the intent and the purpose 
uh, following that process is different. Um, so, you know, yes, we will um, start off with establishing a very clear vision. We, we invest a lot of time in defining the problem. We go into writing about it. It's pretty boring, right? Uh, we're all kind of like, when are we going to get started? Where's our stuff? Like, we want the new restaurant. But we invest a couple of weeks in going into writing about it. And that um, magnifies and multiplies the value of everything that happens next. Mm -hmm. We then um, um, spend a few weeks um, getting inside the guts of the business. We'll, we, we visit a few units. We talk to the staff. We talk to the kitchen managers, the general managers, anybody who'll talk to us, really. We take a lot of notes. We eat a lot of food off the line again and again and again. We take a lot of pictures. We make a lot of detailed tasting notes. We observe how folks are moving in the kitchen. Um, we understand the level of staff skill, which is available. We interpret how that tracks with the skill required to prepare these dishes. We take a look at prep and how that works. You know, we take a look at um, the walk-in. We study the walk-ins. Uh, if using a commissary, we get into that. Um, we take a look at supply chain writ large. Um, we mystery shop, we act as guests. We'll actually rock up to guests who are you know, eating in the restaurant and ask their permission to uh, sit down and ask them two or three questions. You know, and I, I, get, I get rejected um, one time out of four, but I can deal with that, so it's okay. Mm. Um, so we, we do a lot of talking, we do a lot of listening, we take a ton of notes. We take a look at um, everybody who's taking the dollars that you want. You know, you've got a franchise there. You know, who's the person who's across the strip mall, right? Who are, the, who are the people where the customers that I want, where are they dining this lunchtime when they're not in my, in my unit? Um, so we go and take a look at all of those places. Uh, we see the headcount. We see how it compares. Um, uh, and then we take a look at trends. Um, we, we are always... Um, you know, we have a team that is continually looking at what is working commercially, what's hot and what's not in food service and in the restaurant industry. And, you know, we're thinking like, you know, what is a wave that we can catch here? Um, what is a wave that's relevant to this brand? And then, as you said, we talk to all the leaders of the brand. Like, what do they really want? What are they in for? What are they prepared to do? What's, what's this worth? And that equation is different for everybody. We're about... Um, giving people what they need. We're about giving people a solution that feels right for them to execute. If we create a solution that is a new menu, a new identity, new operating materials, um, uh, an adjusted equipment platform, an adjusted operating platform, an adjusted staffing model, if we create a bunch of things and it's not implemented because it doesn't feel right to the owners, to the franchisees, it's, it's wasted work. And that's the last thing we want. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you sort of get right in the trenches uh, with the folks. You get right in there. Certainly if you're in restaurants and eating food and speaking with guests and speaking with employees, which is really, in my opinion, the best way to, to do it. It's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I can talk for hours on this subject being, even though we, my company does a variety of different franchise companies, our sweet spot is in the restaurant industry because my partner and I are restaurant tours and quite honestly there are not there are not many other franchise development companies that like to mess around with restaurants they think it's too complicated you know they'd, they'd rather sell um, you know lawn mowing franchises and get involved in that but we find it fascinating I find the entire conversation fascinating. is there any last thought you can leave us with on this idea of 
you know, restaurants rebranding, refreshing, and taking a look at how they do things and what they can do better and different to to drive bottom line? Yeah, um, you know, if you know you're operating a brand and <clears throat> you're thinking about rebranding, um, don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Think about what's special, what's true about your brand, uh, what you think is good about it, where the good energy is. And when you're rebranding it, the rebrand should take whatever is good, um, dust it off, polish it up, make it shine as bright as it can, and maybe get rid of all of the stuff that's getting in the way of that, right? All the complexity. Um, uh, so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm, uh, food service is special. Restaurants are special. There's something special about your brand. Um, be careful not to throw it away. And no, if you I, want to find I, out more, uh, just go to theculinaryedge.com and check out a little bit about like our process there. It's uh, it's all available publicly on our website. That, that's great. I, first of all, I, I think that's great advice. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because we see all too often that someone wants to rebrand and they think they're just going to flip the apple cart upside down and start over again. So I think that's great advice. And if you wouldn't mind people who want to get in touch with you, just say again, should they just go to the, the website? It's what, the culinary edge? The culinary edge.com. And okay. you can get a flavor of like, you know, the kind of stuff that we do. And there's always a contact us if you want to get in touch. Great, great. Well, folks, we've been speaking with Graham Humphreys, who is the chief executive officer of the culinary edge. We've been talking about uh, why and how companies, uh, restaurant companies should rebrand and refresh. And Graham, I want to thank you for great insights uh, today. And um, hopefully um, we will be seeing each other at, at some events, some restaurant events in the future. And uh, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Gary, look forward to bumping into you at some conference or other and I'll buy. Great, thank you.